0: Listener. Kickpot acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulikit Wulan clan of the Boomerang, who are a part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kickpot, your DNM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, four, three, Welcome back. Welcome back. Well, I know we've been in your ears, everyone, mm. over the summer break, but we're officially <laughs> yeah. back in the flesh now. Oh, in the flesh. And you know what? I'm missing some flesh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> oh, I go, you go. That was I mean, weird, this, isn't it? Yeah, that was so I'm weird. I'm sitting here with, I've had some falls over the break. No surprise.
1: No <laughs> surprise.
0: Missed you all very much. But I think actually, before we get into yeah. the episode, I actually need to ask for some <laughs> advice. Okay. So, I fell over while running. Yes. uh, a, while, a little bit ago. Yeah. Literally, like two rocks were inside my knees. Sorry if it's early when you're listening to this. And then the, the really hurt, yeah. really hurt. Yeah. And, and you've I've, just been recovering too. I have, from and injury. I've hit my knee that yeah. I fell on two months ago. Yes has now fled up and is very swollen and full of fluid which yeah. is not fun and two months ago i fell with bill and ben on the road yeah. and then also i have a sliced finger from when i was slicing flowers and i cut towards myself and i sliced it but within it 24 touches, hours i did my knee and my finger or my knees uh, and my finger it comes in threes laws what's gonna happen no nothing else touch wood nothing God. nothing else but i just i feel like i need i was talking to my sister's friend <laughs> I won't say her name just in case she's like, don't put that on the internet Uh, or in the podcast world. But she was like, she went and saw a Reiki healer Mm. Mm. and the Reiki healer was like, you had like someone following you that made you fall over. And ever since she went,
1: hasn't fallen over
0: anymore. And I know that like, I I feel very honoured to be like the clumsy person that you, you feel honored you don't understand the amount of people that wrote back to me on my Instagram after I fell over and oh, said Liz.
1: Laura thank you for being this clumsy we're, oh, we're no. in it together if you're saying out loud that you are proud to be that clumsy person for people you're going to continue to be the clumsy but person but I'm saying
0: now I'm not <laughs> everyone I can't be this person for you anymore okay I'm sorry I have to I have to stop so universe please, please <laughs> please <laughs>
1: Just have more awareness maybe
0: yeah. Moving forward. Anyway, do you know what's annoying though? What? Because of my damn knee. Yeah. I haven't been able to start the challenge yet. Yeah. Sad.
1: Yeah. But, but it's still open for me. It
0: it is it
1: is, <laughs> and that's that's it. We're one week into our feel good challenge, and if you're not sure what that is, it is our New Year's challenge where you can choose between strength, Pilates, or run. And under our run challenge is our new zero to three k run program, which, Lizzie, I know you are personally, and I think the whole the whole team is knowing the community's feedback on you know how we've changed their their view on running through the zero to five k run program, but then also getting the feedback of those who couldn't quite push past that two or three week mark, or maybe didn't even sign up because 5K was too intimidating. That's the whole reason why we created this and launching it in the new year when everyone is feeling a little bit more motivated and trying to do it together. I'm really excited to see people absolutely smash their goals.
0: Also, I wanted to to shout out to all the girls who came to the little session that mm. I ran a few weeks ago, which where we did the first run of the zero to three kilometre program Mm. and a mindset session and just letting go of what, what you said before. Um, all of the things, the self-doubt, mm-hmm. and then working through what are the things holding us back from being able to achieve our goals. And we know from last week in the episode with Danny that we did, which highly recommend listening yeah, to if you're doing your goal setting and you haven't listened yet. It's so important that you remove those barriers before you start because if you start something and you never believe you're going to... This could be anything this year. It doesn't have to be around exercise. It could be anything. But if you don't believe you're going to achieve it, you will never do it because when it gets tough, which it's going to get tough because, you know, it's a challenge, everything... It, it's hard, it's out of your comfort zone. When it gets tough, that is when it is like it's impossible not to give up if you're like, well, I never thought I was going to do this anyway. And so it's so important to overcome that. And it was really interesting actually what we were talking through. A lot of the women brought up the beep test and the beep test being where their relationship with running was, that, like, that ruined it for them because, you know, in front of the entire class Mm -hmm. they had to run and it was, like, whoever stayed, you know, in it the longest got the, like, not one but, like, got the best whatever score. Yeah. And a lot of them said, like, they didn't want to fail in front of their team, their class. Yeah. And so they just they dropped out as soon as they could.
1: Well, that's the, that was the thing I was going to say is there was almost a period in school, I remember, where like being super athletic wasn't necessarily cool. Mm. And so it wasn't necessarily winning the beep test, but it was making sure that you didn't look like you were struggling during the beep test. So it was. It was like quitting before you actually were genuinely... So then you couldn't fail. Yeah, 100%.
0: And you couldn't be challenged. Yeah. And that, I just I thought that was really interesting because it is so true. I feel mm. like that's something that so many people, that hating the beep test in school is the mm. reason why they don't believe that they can run now. Mm. So it was really, and it was really interesting to talk through that. And it was just wonderful. Yeah. And also, obviously, if you don't want to run, you don't have to run. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We've got the Pilates and the Strengths Challenge as well. And there's thousands of you who are doing it. Mm. And
1: it's a good good way to start the year together. It is. It's the best kind of way. And also... If you haven't enrolled, it's not too late. You can still sign up and enrol in one of the challenges. We'd love to have you. The enrollments are actually open until the end of January. So if today, right on this day, doesn't work for you, <laughs> you've got until the end of January. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> good, don't let's make that out. <laughs>
0: I'm rusty. Okay, okay. No, we should leave that in, guys. This is, we're, we're rusty. We've forgotten how to do it. We've already said hi. We don't need to say hi each segment, but hello again. Okay, so your holiday break. Yes. So Stephanie and I both took off two weeks, which was bliss. I'm going to say bliss. Yeah. It was bliss, wasn't yeah. it? And how was it? <laughs> we have to catch up on the break. What did you do? Because we actually did didn't chat much? as much mm. Over the time, yeah, because I wanted to hear it here. No,
1: because <laughs> you were having a break, so and I was having a break. So tell me, what did you what did you get up to? How did you break? We went to the farm, um, which we do most summer holidays. It's our favorite place to be, and it's also a lot of the time our family and friends are up there too. So it was very special. And I think the thing that I was most excited for with these holidays to be honest, was just to spend some, like, quality time with Harvey. Mm. And for me, I really tried to make sure that that week between Christmas and New Year's, I barely touched my phone. I let it die and um, really I'd only checked it a few times when I needed to jump on for something. Um, but other than that, I just went with it without social media and I put it on, like, the last page of my phone. Did so you? So it wasn't, like, an automatic I open my phone and I click it. <sighs> Um, because then as soon as I started scrolling to it, I'd like, it would be almost be like a memory to be like, no, you did this to spend less time on it. So then I'd stop. Um, and I did some more reading and things like that. So it was, it was really, really nice and I had a really good time. But, um, I think I, I don't want to just talk about the highlights of my break because, um, I, I had a lot of parents messaging me over the break and they were like, are you exhausted or... Are you having a good time? Like, I think they were like just checking that it wasn't just them. And I have to say it was not just you because every single parent that I know had an exhausting holiday, mm. especially because a lot of the parents that I'm in touch with, whether that's through social media or my friends, they're all around like their babies are like either newborns or four years old. So it's kind of that toddler stage, which is really exhausting. Um So I will say I'm super grateful that my family was around. So at least it wasn't just like 24-7 with Josh and I um, having to try and juggle it, just the two of us. There was plenty of times where um, we were fortunate enough to have like his sister or or, like my mum kind of take him for a couple of hours and distract him. But I think what was really tough was these holidays, he's in this phase, which again, apparently it's completely normal. And everyone said that their toddler's doing the same thing at two and a half. Um, but he's kind of gone backwards in his independence, So he wants me to do absolutely everything with him, including mm-hmm. sleep. Um, and there was a couple of nights in the holidays where I kind of gave into that because I was so excited to just spend more time with him. And I also was like, oh, we're at the farm. Maybe he's just like a little bit out of whack and I'll just mm-hmm. do that. But then it just completely reversed like- all independent sleeping that we'd kind of worked through with him, which meant that every night if I wanted him, if I wanted to put him down to sleep, I had to stay with him until he was completely asleep and then sneak out. And then some of those nights he'd like wake up an hour later and realise I wasn't there and freak out. And so there was like kind of multiple wakings throughout the night. Other nights he'd sleep at least till like three or four and then he'd wake up and realize I wasn't there. Um, So I kind of had an average sleep of six to seven hours every night over the holidays and every night was broken. So it was kind of like I had, I feel recharged. I had a lot of fun with him and I had a lot of special times with him and made great memories and also had some downtime to myself. But the sleep side of my holidays like was not restful. So like I'm kind of coming back feeling really like grateful for the holiday but also just really fucking exhausted to be honest. <laughs> like really tired. <laughs> but grateful at the same time.
0: <laughs> I I think when obviously when you have kids your holidays mm. are different. Completely different. You can't expect them it to be It just so. doesn't sound very good. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really hard. It's really hard. Especially the sleep. Mm. The sleep yeah. is just yeah, it's really hard. And then, because after they're four, maybe when they're, like, six, then all they'll yeah. want to do all day is, like, go and do activities, like go on that the trampoline. Heavy.
1: He didn't stop. Oh, so he's trampoline, still, soccer, cricket, But you have to, to be fully supervised the, so whole, the time. whole time. Yeah, 100%. he's too. 100%. Little. Um, yeah, and that was fine. Like, again, if I wasn't in sight, he could be easily distracted mm. and, like, be with someone else. But if I was, I had to be doing everything with him. And, again, I didn't mind that at points because I was, like, this is what I wanted to do on my holidays. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was really tiring. And I think, um, I think what I kept trying to remind myself of was like, I kept mourning what our old holidays used to look like. Like if we wanted to sleep in, we could, yeah. if I wanted to read like four books in one day, I could Jeez, like basically do. your reading?
0: Uh, yeah, read all day. But like read literally do yeah.
1: nothing, read all day, be alone, yeah. like all this stuff. And then I was kind of just like, yes, it's hard. It's definitely harder. Like yeah. holidays are harder, no doubt. Um, but they're not shit. Like they're not shit. I had so many special times with him and I like I really loved having that time because something that I really missed last year was kind of quality time with him because I felt like whenever I did get the chance, I just wasn't actually there with him, Um, which is something that I want to focus on this year. But so I think I, I was excited to make the most of that. Um, and I do want to acknowledge that that was actually magical. Like I don't want people listening to think like, oh, fuck that, I'm never having kids because holidays are gone forever. Like they're definitely hard and they look nothing like what your old holidays do, but they're different. And you make memories and it's it's like one day they'll be over and then you'll have your alone holidays again. So I'm just trying to remind myself of that. Like in like freaking 15 years, he's not going to want to of me in summer holidays. Mm. You know, I've got the rest of my life to have alone holidays and I know it's only going to be the next couple of years that are going to be really tough as a toddler who doesn't understand boundaries or anything but so I'm just trying to yeah look at the positive things of it as much as I can.
0: Well Mm. shout out to all the parents because (laughs) yes I totally it is magical but it's also fucking difficult Mm. Mm. but anyway. How is your love How was your good? It was good. We um, it just it was a big reminder. We rented a house down the beach, and Mm -hmm. it was a big reminder for me of just how much I need to be in nature. Mm -hmm. And we stayed so where we were, we stayed there last year, but we stayed in a different location. Mm -hmm. We were like in closer to the shops last year, or like basically in the shops because we're in a hotel. And then this year we were near the back beach, and so we're on the national park, and it was just like like every day I ran in the national park. I had, like, the like the water was there. In I could view, see yeah. it while I was running. Yeah. I went for, like, a three-hour walk. Mm. I listened to audiobooks. It was just, yeah. like, it was, I just felt so clear in my head of all the things Recharged. that I haven't been able to work through yeah. when it's really busy. Yeah. And in the normal routine, I just felt really, like, oh.
1: Yeah. You needed it. Yeah.
0: Mm. But the one thing I have to say, I think I drank alcohol every day almost. Yes, I
1: think everyone did.
0: So I reckon my my body and blood was like pasta and (laughs) and wine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that's okay. So this year, Dalton and I are going to try and reduce our alcohol intake Mm. a bit because Mm. towards the end of last year, we were drinking probably four nights a week, I would say. I would like to do... When, okay, also I'm, it's not like yeah, three you're having glass of like yeah Yeah, yeah. You're having a glass <laughs> of wine. Like, yeah. Laura's getting smashed no. on cruises, <laughs> <love> to work. <laughs> no. Um, but this year we're going to try and do one. Yeah, nice. again. Yeah. Yes. So that was something that I want to work on this year, and yeah, it was just it was just really relaxing and um, just I just love nature. Being in nature, it's like my, mm. I that just makes me. And seeing the water, like if I can yeah. see the water. So and I can see a tree at the same time. It's like so. It's like healing for me. Yeah. I can't even explain it.
1: So it was really special. So what are you going to do this year then to
0: make sure you're try, in nature? I know. More? <laughs> try and try. Well, you know what? The funny thing was the track I went to where I had my fall mm. was more in nature than my normal one. Mm. But that's okay. I didn't. Oh, I have to tell one thing. So <laughs> one story. So Dalton and I, our biggest argument that we have yeah. is around. Oh, Yeah, I'm gonna say argument is around my clumsiness because he's always like, and touch wood, he's like, you're gonna hurt yourself so badly, and I'm not gonna have you here anymore. Like, obviously not. I'm not putting that. I don't want to put that out to the new universe because this year I'm not clumsy. He, his concern is that, and so when I fall and stuff, he gets like angry. He's like, you just be safe. Like, just look after yourself. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, it's just, it's. I'm, I'm gonna stop saying it's just who I am. It's not. I'm not not a clumsy girl in 2024. (laughs) Anyway. So Dalton came back from his – so the first day we got there, mm-hmm. we'd just still on a uh, highly strung after work, uh, hadn't calmed down yet. So we we got there and we were like – actually, it was the second – the first morning. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go for a run. He's like, me too. And he was like, I'm like, I'm going to go a different way than you. He's like, me too. So we literally both went out for a run together and went separately. We just had to get some, have some Some time to ourselves. Anyway, so I came back first because I went for a 3K run and then Dalton went for 10K. So he came back a little bit later. He comes back and there's blood all over his legs.
1: Oh, this isn't and on one of those face. double standards
0: thing that you yeah. held him up to, is it?
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> anyway, and I was like, what happened, darling? And he was like, oh, I, I saw a snake. So he, the poor thing, this is the only thing about being in nature, nature. guys. It can be dangerous. Yeah. I saw a few snakes yeah. on this track and I saw an echidna. That was cute. cute. Anyway, Anyway, so it was at the top of the trail thing, which there was actually stairs, but not like the stairs where there's wood around dirt, not mm. like a concrete stair or anything. Mm. Anyway, he saw the snake. On, it was like in the um, garden bed thing, trail garden bed next to the stair, and its head was up, like, pff, like yep. with his big head. Yep. He Ready saw it go. and then he stacked, he fell face first down the stairs, the poor thing. So he grazed his face, he <laughs> And the thing is, is as you're falling, uh, all you'd be thinking is, it's going to come get me yeah. as, I'm, as you're falling. It was like, oh, my goodness. So anyway, and then, yes, yes, I did. I did say I wish. And do you know what is so funny? So what? Steph mentioned before the token thing which double we double sent. So we yeah. spoke about it on the podcast recently where I was yeah. like, I feel maybe last year sometime. Don will I don't hold it you was. to some
1: standard, but yes. then if he doesn't actually live up to it, you like to remind him of it.
0: Correct. Yeah. So I like to make tokens to myself. Yeah. So I was talking to a group so of friends got a clumsy, over clumsy New <laughs> Year and they were like, you absolutely deserve a token for that. And I was like, oh my God, Seth made me feel so bad so about it. So you've already used it your t-
1: token though. Yeah, I have. Yeah,
0: I've used it, but I didn't care. <laughs> Anyway, so I got my token. <laughs> I got in the nature, in the nature, in nature. I saw the beach. Mm. I've had some falls, but we're going to work on that. And you're feeling really good about coming back. Yes. Yes. I hope everyone, because I know not everyone had a break, so sending love to anyone that wasn't able to get a break and hopefully you're able to get one Yeah, hopefully you got over the next few to. months. Yeah. Exactly. And we hope everyone else had an amazing time away. Yeah. Or at home, whatever you were doing. Steffi, Mm -hmm. you had a big milestone last week. (laughs) And don't think we were going to move past it without without talking about it. Your big 3 0. I know. Or 30th birthday. Yeah. 30 years of Steffi.
1: (laughs) Keep saying 30.
0: 30 years on the planet. (laughs) Yeah. How are you feeling about it? I feel like it's a very monumental age. It is.
1: It's really interesting, right? Because I was thinking about this the other day when I was thinking about turning 30. I was like, oh, because I hear so much online about dreading turning 30. And I can totally understand why that would be. And I think a lot of the time it's around the narrative that people feel like they haven't done enough of what they want to do and they feel like their life is, like, getting away from them or whatever. And then there's a whole lot as well around the, you know, the biological clock and and if you're a woman and you want to have kids and you might not have a partner, like, you might freak out by that age. Like, I, I, and I hear that. Obviously, I can't relate to that, but I I hear that and I understand that. And so when I was personally thinking about turning 30, I was like – I kind of feel like I've been 30 for a while.
0: I think having <laughs> feel, a baby makes, it you makes 30. It makes me 30.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I have to say, I feel like
0: you're, you're you did it. What time, What age did you have, Harvey? 27. 27. 27. Yeah. You
1: turned 33 years ago. You're right. <laughs> and, I know, and I know that's like basically just feeding into, you know, society's norm on like what your 30s looks like. But it's just, it is really interesting because I'm not scared about turning Thirty, and I don't feel bad about it. And I think it's also because I have a lot of friends who have already turned thirty. I don't look at them any differently. Yeah, or see do you look them at me like, like no, hag? no, <laughs> um, you know. And I and I also have only heard that it just gets better. And I think the thing that I learned in. My, you know, even in my 29th year of my year before I was 30, I feel like I became so clear on who I was and who I wanted to be. And I feel like that clarity has only just gotten better and better the older I'm getting. So Mm -hmm. I don't fear getting older because I think, I think for me anyway, I'm just going to get more and more sure of myself. And I'm really excited for that. So yeah, I'm feeling okay about turning 30. I'm all good.
0: (laughs) lucky because you're right. You're right. Little halves, halves. (laughs) He got you there. Yeah. Lessons. Yeah. What have been your biggest lessons so far?
1: So I wanted to reflect and some of these lessons have have been more recent and then others it's been, you know, things that I've learned over the years and like some of them are a little bit ridiculous and I kind of wrote a lot down so I'm not going to read all of them out but I wanted to read out quite like a few with you laws because... I know that you would relate to a lot of these and kind of just talk about some of the times when I suppose maybe I didn't know these things. Um, One of those things, and I know that you're going to be able to relate to this one, um, is that even those people that you view as perfect would not agree with you. So don't set yourself those impossibly high standards Mm. because I think for the both of us and for different – with different goals, whether it was our body or our career or whatever – we've set ourselves these standards of striving per- for perfection by looking at other people and comparing ourselves and thinking that they've got it all sorted but if you ask them or spoke to them there's no way that they would think the same and so we're constantly just trying to reach this like level of perfection that doesn't exist for anyone um, and i think that's something that i'm just like i'm fully to ter- like come to terms with and i'm okay with that and i think the last year i have come to terms with that. Like I think I've tried a little less to perfect everything Mm. um, and embraced imperfections a little bit more and I think I'm just going to continue to try and push that through like every element of life. But that's one of the biggest ones. Um, Another one is that – and this is one that I I kind of wish – I knew as a young teen. So this is one that I've I've learned over the years. Um, But confidence in who you are as you are is way cooler than any mask you wear to fit in. Mm. So I think, especially when you're younger, it's like you got to wear certain. I mean, it happens even when we're older, but you got to wear certain things or listen to certain music or hang out with certain kids or like certain movies and do all these certain things that you think is going to make you cool. But I think of all of the people that I think are like the coolest or the, you know, and they're just confident in who they are. And they are a bit different as well. And I think that's what I'm realizing as I'm getting older is like, as long as you can embrace your uniqueness and come across confident, like that is the coolest thing you could ever mm. wear or be. Um, so yeah, I kind of wish I knew that when I was younger, because I tried a little bit too hard to... To be cool, <laughs> I think. Things. I think that's a lesson that comes in
0: your like your late twenties and okay. thirties. because it's hard. You, yeah, you, we are kind of made to believe that we do need
1: to be like other people to be cool before that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, this one is also one of my biggest body insecurities when I was highly focused on the way that I looked, thinking that it was all that mattered. Was um, my cellulite, and it was also because it was just demonized by the modeling industry. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is in my young twenties, but what I would want to say to myself is no one else cares about your cellulite, except for some asshole agents, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and if they do, that's their problem and not yours. And... I think the moment that I – and it's probably – it's been years that I've been okay with it, which feels really good, but I know it's a problem for a lot of women, mm-hmm. and there's so many, like, products out there that, like, h- you know, promise to help fix it or whatever, but it doesn't need to be fixed because no one else cares. Like, we all see our insecurities so much more mm-hmm. than what other people see, so I wish I knew that earlier. Um your life is like Play-Doh. So this is interesting because Harvey was playing with Play-Doh when I wrote this. Your life is like Play-Doh. You can mould it into so many different things, but if you try and stretch it in too many different directions, it'll break. Mm. And I think for me... That is a really beautiful analogy. Oh, <laughs> From the playroom. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Um, because I think it really can be, life can be like what you make it. Mm. You know, you can manifest things. You can definitely put things in um, into fruition and like, try and strive for different directions but if you're trying to do too many different things and especially if you're trying to do them at once like you will break mm. you know like I've I've had I've I've been there and I've I've felt that and it's shit and you just feel like you're not doing anything well you're just doing like mediocre or okay and everything that never really feels amazing and so for me it's like realizing that I don't need to be good at everything or I don't need to strive for absolutely everything and I need to figure out exactly what interests me or where I want to take my life and just laser focus on those things mm. um, has been another one. And then for for me, this is one that kind of feeds into um, an insecurity of mine that I've had for a, as long as I can remember, but um, you can have the wrong answer to things and not be dumb. So I've always mm. thought that I was not a smart person um and i think for for so long i've just not i've like not put my hand up or i've not asked a question or i've or i've said something wrong and then if it if it was wrong i've just instantly it's like fed into like yep yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're just dumb like just don't speak it's just like not worth it you're just going to feel like shit um and so this has kind of been one that's like more recent that i'm trying to work through um but yeah it's like it's like when you say that stuff about running if you have like a shitty run like you didn't feel your best or you didn't go as fast as you usually would or as far and you just didn't feel good and enjoy it that doesn't like define every run after that this is something for me that I'm going to really focus on this year because um I think by not speaking up and not just backing myself more I haven't been able to um get past this insecurity of mine Mm. um And that it's like totally okay not to know things. (laughs) Like that's the only way you're going to learn. So, yeah, that's like a more recent one for me.
0: I love that. I think that's a really good one. And I think as well we don't with that because maybe you haven't been doing it. Mm. When you don't do it then it gets harder to, it's like yeah. the the only way to overcome our fears is to face them yeah. and put ourselves back in the deep end, which is the scariest fucking thing ever to do yeah. in the world when you're in it because you, you're right, like all of any experience that you've had in the past where you have spoken up and it hasn't, and this is mm. obviously for your, this mm. is your particular situation, mm. but there's like so many, so many different people, anything, any fear, it's usually stemmed from one experience yeah. that then you think that every time you speak or whatever it may be, that Moment that past experience will be your reality, and yep. it won't be because you can redefine it, but we can only redefine it if, if we, we put ourselves back out there. But it is so hard to do, so that's
1: amazing, Steffi. Thank you. Um, another one is, and this is kind of yeah, so another one is guilt and stress will do more damage to your mental and physical health than any food ever will. Mm, that is so That, that is amen. And also, <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> and I and I wanted to preface that because I think for me, I I think this is really important to know, but it's also it's super hard to manage stress mm. sometimes. And so I I put it in there, but like I put it in there knowing that I'm not going to be able to always control how stressed I might be. I can do things to help manage it a little better or um you know work around it, but the guilt one as well. I think that's mm. a big one I learned a, a while ago, I mean it's the whole reason really why we started the ebook in the first place years ago um was because that guilt around food was just a horrible thing to live Mm. with and it's just not fucking worth it it's so not worth it and yeah I mean as I wrote I truly believe that guilt and stress do so much more damage than like any food that we've Mm. you know labeled in the past as bad will do to your body like it's so much worse that damage so
0: can I add one more to that
1: yeah. bucket? I know
0: it's on my list. Is that one, And I feel yeah. like it's also not helping us judgment. Oh, yeah. I feel like guilt, judgment, yeah. stress do not help us in any way. They
1: really don't. Whatsoever. They really don't. Judgment of others, but also judgment of ourselves. Yeah, because I feel like judgment of others, it just feels toxic. Mm. And you're only doing it because... It's a reflection of your own insecurity. 100%. Yeah. It's like you projecting. 100%. Um Manifesting goes both ways. So if all you do is think negatively, negativity negativity will follow. So I'm just not saying that you can't be negative, but I definitely have noticed when I mm. take the whole gla- glass is half full kind of look on life or when situations come, curveballs come, and I try and find a positive way to spin it, it just f- feels better. Mm. Like the situation might not actually be any better. The problem still might be there, but it's just easier to deal with emotionally. (laughs) unless I mean, unless I really can't see any positive, then that's tough. But that's what I'm going to try and do. Um, And then the last one I'll share um, is (laughs) kind of relating to stuff I've already spoken about on this podcast. But parenthood will challenge you to be the best role model, but know that the best doesn't mean perfect. And I think for me, it's just that like Josh and I always say to each other, this is fucking hard. Like it's really hard And it is definitely the hardest thing that I've personally gone through. However, it is truly equally the most magical thing ever. And so I think when it's really, really tough, it's really tough because I'm putting this pressure on myself to be perfect, to do the right thing, to be a good mum, whatever that means, to make sure that he's growing up to be the best human possible. Like there's things that I'm not going to be able to control in like who he is as a person. There's also things like I'm not going to be perfect. My parents weren't perfect people. They're human beings. No one is. So and like I don't blame like anything on them or isn't like there's just that's just life that's life you meet different people you mold into a human based off of like everyone in your life not just your parent and so Mm. I think I just need to take the pressure off myself um of like trying to do it perfectly and then maybe it's still going to be fucking hard but maybe it won't be as hard internally because I won't have that I don't know critique inside mm. saying that I'm doing it wrong and that's why it's so hard. I saw somewhere online as well someone said if you're finding if you feel like you're all like you you're finding parenting hard, um, it's it's only because you care so you're actually a good parent yeah, you know like it's it's the bad parents who don't give a fuck mm. about how they parent and don't give a shit how it might be affecting them or anyone around them um, like that is definitely who I'd, I'd rather be mm. is like that I'm I'm caring about him. Um, and so even if I'm not technically doing it by the book or by whatever someone else says is right, um, it doesn't mean it's wrong because I'm just trying and that's all that matters. I think us. you're
0: doing an amazing job. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for sharing so that. So here's turning 30. <laughs> they were beautiful lessons. <laughs> Thank you for sharing them with us. Thanks. And happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> What is a time for special share?
1: I've missed that tune. Have you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was really sad, dude. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We love ourselves. Too. No, okay. So we have been on a break and mm. so we have got a special share for you. One yes. each. Yes.
1: I re-watched Era's tour and I watched it now knowing that I'm going. So the first time I watched it, I didn't think I was going. So I was like, this is the closest I'm going to get. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. But now I watched it again knowing that I was going and it just got me so excited. So regardless of whether you're going or not going, I highly recommend watching Amazing. it. Um, but that was just a quick one because I'm fairly sure I definitely have recommended that. But no, the the book Over the Break that I read – Honestly, in two and a half days, I loved it. Um, was called Magnolia Parks by Jesse Hastings, and I'm really excited because it's a but it's a part of a sequel. So like, there's like four, I think, that I can now read, and it's just it's like What's classic it rom, not rom com. It's classic like romance novel. I don't know, to- a little bit toxic relationship, but. I don't know. I just really like Kind it. of like Colleen Hoover vibes? Or? Kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a different way. Like Jessie Hastings writes a little bit differently, but I really liked it. I really liked it. And when I posted about it, I had so many DMs. That being like, is this when is you know it's books. good. Yeah. That is when you yeah. know. So highly recommend. And I'm really excited to read the rest of her books. Amazing. My special
0: share is annoying. What do you mean? I know it's because it's not out yet, and I am sorry, but I want to share it because I thought it was really
1: good. Oh, what do you mean it's not out yet? It's a book.
0: Oh, you've because the author it. sent me oh, the gal.
1: sent me the yep uh, I don't it's know okay, what it's called, but it's some special type of copy of the book. I was I <laughs> thought you were going to recommend something that you haven't actually consumed. Oh, no. And I was like, let's <laughs> not do that in twenty twenty four. Let's not. Especially the first one back.
0: No, it's called so it's a book, and so it is coming out this year okay, okay. in a few months. Okay, but I apologize. I know this is annoying, but I really like it on your wish list. list. It's called The Work by Bree Lee. It's quite a thicky. Mm-hmm. It's about oh, 350. Would you call that
1: thicky? A thicky. A yes. I don't know if I've ever had a book talk <laughs> Referred to as a thicky. What else is a thicky? I don't know, like a <laughs> penis. <laughs> I just <that's laughs> <a> instantly went. <word. laughs> I've never called a penis a thicky. <laughs> no, I haven't either. But that's <laughs> where my no, mind went. Why? I, I don't know, like I don't know, like a thick. <laughs> okay, it's going this is too much. A thicky as in a lot so, of pages.
0: I know you have only slept with a small amount of people. But when you were discussing with your friends this the size, would you say they had a thicky?
1: Who? Josh? No. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: I don't want to know about Josh's penis. I don't want to know anything about it. He's my friend. I don't want to know. Um,
1: No, I've never used that word. But I just for some reason that's where my mind went. A thick book. A thick book. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yep. (laughs) Not the other
0: four-letter word. Okay. A thick book. I'm thicky. Okay, no. I don't think it sounds good either. No, it's not good. It's not good. Okay. It's a long yeah, book. is yeah. that even long? 350 pages? Not really.
1: Well, it depends how small the writing is.
0: Mm, maybe it's, it's a heavy one. Maybe though? it's a medium. Yeah, a medium thickness. Okay. Yep. Joy. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> anyway,
0: it is about a artist that lives, or a gallery owner okay. that lives in New York, mm-hmm. and a guy that is working in like art selling. I think it's called consignment. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: That lives in Sydney, Australia. Okay. And they meet. Right. In the same – as in they meet online or they meet they in They meet in New York. Yep. And then you follow the, – this book, every, each chapter is like each of their stories. Oh, I like those So, ones. yeah, same. They're my, yeah. actually my favourite type yeah, of book. Yeah, I do like that. So the first bit, you don't know they're going to meet and then they – oh, so sorry, I told you. But it's – you if you read the blurb, it says they're going to meet. And then they meet and then it's the story of their relationship, which yes. I really, really loved.
1: Okay,
0: cool. I love the characters – lot of there's a bit of like there's there's a lot of sex in there actually. I think mm. you would like it quite a lot. Mm. It was quite erotica love vibe so love. you would be quite into it. Love it. And then also there was I mean with both of them it was quite interesting to to see the pre- the pressure within their careers and the work side of it too. So it was mm. kind of a balance. And I I have th- never been to New York but I love it even though I don't mean. I still probably so, haven't been. I know, been. I know. And so yeah, I really liked it. So I highly recommend that book when it comes love out. Love that.
1: Love it. Yeah, Magnolian Parks is the same, as in like switches between the characters. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's good. You see like both perspectives, yeah. and I don't know.
0: Well, great. Thank well, you. Good, thank you, everyone. Here's to reading more books. I Hope you have a good thick day. No, Jane, <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to say the word thick again. Mm. No, 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 no. I'm actually currently reading Dolly Alderton's new book. Yeah. Which What's one's it that? called? Good Material. Okay. Yeah. It's got a colourful yeah. front. Oh. I'll finish it by the next week. And so then if I recommend it, you'll know it's good. If I don't, you'll know, <laughs> but I won't say, no, Like well. I will tell you. I'll tell you what I think. It's very popular. It's a very popular book. Yeah,
1: she is popular.
0: She is. I've loved all the other books. So I feel like I. so far I'm, I'm, I really like the start. The middle part is not as good as, it's not clinging me. Yeah. But I think it's going to get better. Great. Okay. Anyway. Cool. You guys have we'll a wonderful waiting. rest of your day, week. <laughs> Morning, afternoon, night, whenever you're listening to this. Promise, when we come back next week, we'll remember how to podcast again. But just give us one, uh, warm up. one warm up episode. Well, except your segment on your thirtieth birthday. That was beautiful. Thank oh. you for sharing that with us, Steffi. <laughs> Uh, if you want to join the challenge, you still can. Yep. You can download the app by searching KIC on the App Store or go mm-hmm. to our website, kickapp.com. Mm-hmm. You are welcome. We have a seven day free trial. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Thank oh my God, I just spat everywhere. I saw that. Sorry. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>